This podcast episode is dedicated to empowering sensitive people to recognize their trait as sensory intelligence and bring their unique gifts into service for the crucial roles we play in communities, businesses, and leadership globally. I'm Julie B. Ellen, sensitivity expert, psychotherapist, and founder of the online sensitive empowerment community. I'm Willow McIntosh, founder of Illuminance and leader of the high sensory intelligence movement. We hope you enjoy this episode. So welcome everyone. We are talking about the importance of telling people about the trait of high sensitivity and I'm here with Willow McIntosh. Hey everyone, thanks Julie, great to be here. Yes, excited about our topic and I love that the sensitive empowerment community members are here and going to be engaging with us and asking questions and they really enrich our experience. So excited to have you guys here. Um, so many great things to talk about. I, um, one of the, the reasons I wanted to bring up this topic in the first place is because this is one of the questions I get asked the most. And I want to sort of address, first of all, sort of address some of the things that people say is hard about talking about the trait. And then I want to talk about the importance of talking about it. Does that sound good, Willow? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I'm so pleased that we are addressing this this week. I completely agree. You know, there's, you know, it's, it's, it's so important for this trait to be known in the world, of course, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's just so important for us to be able to talk about it and share it and own it and benefit from, or benefit from people knowing, but also having the kind of the language and the means to be able to share it to enhance and make our lives that much easier. Yes, I like that you said that. Get some language around it. Talk about the, the issue about why it's hard to talk about it. Well, so I, I polled. Um, I, have a, I love polling HSPs and asking them questions and figuring out where they are. And some of the main pieces that came up were that, for that, that they described about why it's hard to talk about it are the following. They don't know how to describe it, like you were just saying. There's shame around it. Uh, shame of sensitivity. Um, they don't think people are interested in, in it, like in their lives, the people in their lives. Uh, they worry uh, that people think that they're asking for special treatment and um, they don't want people to think they're different. You have anything else to add to that, Willow? What do you think about that list? Yeah, I completely understand and relate to this list. My goodness, you know, um, yeah, it, it makes sense. I feel a great deal of compassion around this. You know, and it's certainly some areas that I've had to look at in my life. Um, and I think it's, uh, you know, it, it's um, at, at the deeper level, it's, you know, it's how do I, how do I kind of feel a part of the community around me? And, you know, how can I, it's something around, um, you know, um, sometimes this feeling that we're a bit of an outsider when we're in conversations with other people, you know, we feel differently, we see the world differently. And it's that sometimes it's that kind of, you know, that, um, that feeling of not belonging. Yeah, yes. Uh, it, some of us feel like we don't want to feel that, that feeling. And I, re I relate to some of this too. I remember uh, I'm not currently at this place and I want to talk about where, where my new perspective is in a bit, but I, wanna, I want to sit in a place for a little bit to just validate those experiences because 
I used to feel that way too. I used to feel, I mean, I'm somebody that's at the, the, the highest level on my sensitivity scale. And so I experience the world differently than even some other sensitive people who are lower on that scale. And I think that being such an extremely sensitive person definitely got the messages that there was something wrong with that. So I think a lot of us grow up with this sort of secrecy around it, the shame around it. Like I cannot possibly tell somebody I'm this sensitive or they're going to have a judgment about me or they're not going to like me or they're going to think something's wrong with me. And I remember feeling that way too. I used to feel like I had to hide it in some way. And it makes me so sad that that's where we are. And I think that any marginalized group often feels that way. Um, and I think that, it, that there's, there's just so much to share about why it's important to talk about something. There's education about it that's important. Um, we need to bring it into the light and take the shame out of it because this trait evolved as a survival strategy of the population. It is absolutely needed. The world benefits from having people with this trait. And it's important for people to know about it. Yes, absolutely. 100%, 100%. You know, nature's, nature's kept this trait going for, you know, for, for thousands and thousands of years. It's, it's present in a hundred species of animals. It plays a very, very important role in our development, in our spiritual evolution. And it, at the end of the day, you know, I was, I was talking about this with someone earlier today. It's like, at a conscious level, we haven't personally chosen this. I mean, you know, there's, there's another conversation here, but it's not like we kind of joined up in the queue of highly sensitive and thought, I'm going to do that and I'm going to come into the world with the highly sensitive. Sometimes it's almost like we blame ourselves for being born with what seems to be a challenge in some cases. And yes, of course, it has its, you know, actually the truth of it is that it's, it's here with this incredible abilities and gifts. But it's almost like we feel like we are, there's something wrong with us and we need to hide it. And there's really got to be a shift of perception around that. It's, it's, it's time and an invitation for us to embrace and have some deep self-love and compassion for the fact that we have been born with an extrasensory ability and therefore, we need to really embrace and own it and love it in ourselves and find the language and find the way to share it. And that's very much what this episode is going to be about. But it's, it, it's just having that level of compassion. It's like, well, you know, this is who I am. And so I need to love that. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, if we shift the mindset a little bit and we think about the, the issue is not that we're sensitive. The issue is that modern society has changed. And it's changed in a way that does not support a sensitive system. It doesn't really support anybody, but it and if you think about it in terms of, we sort of normalize being constantly busy, overscheduled, not sleeping enough, uh, working too much. I mean, our society has shifted. If we were still in a tribe, how this all began, I think that there would be our, our value and our um, just our value would be so much more seen and present and because when we are in overload we're not even able to access our gifts and I think that we need to look at this in the you know that that uh, quote where they talk about if the flower is not blooming you don't change that you, you can't change the flower you need to change the conditions of the flower <laughs> that the flower is in right yeah very good great analogy and I love that you have referenced the, the tribe. 
because this is a really, really good way of looking at it. And I love this, this as a metaphor. So in a tribal situation, there were men and women who would focus on being in the tribal community on a day-to-day -day basis. And then there would be members of the tribe that would go out and hunt and defend and do those kind of things. So it wouldn't make any sense. Like, you know, if, if I use myself as an example, I would have been, I would like to think of myself as a spiritual leader, as someone who I would support the spiritual evolution of the tribe. And I would be there to work my magic, enhance and support the general well-being of the tribe from an emotional and spiritual point of view. It wouldn't make sense to put me out amongst the hunters and go and take down an antelope or something. It just wouldn't make sense. And so if I was to go and do that, if I was going to go and put myself in that, in that situation, I wouldn't know what I was doing. The others would feel unsafe having me there because they don't know how I'm going to respond and whether I'm going to be able to do what needs to be done in the moment. And in that comparison, you know, I, they, if they were to say to me, you know, oh, you know, sort of like talk about my sensitivity or perhaps why I'm not very good at that, it just wouldn't make any sense for me to be there and vice versa. I wouldn't want to bring in a man who's developed and, you know, kind of like been born to hunt and bring him into one of my facilitation sessions and expect him to understand what to do. It's exactly the same in our society. It makes no sense if we can compare ourselves to the rest of the world, how the world does things, because we are born with particular gifts and we have a particular role to play. And our strengths are born from the awareness that our sensitivity brings incredible gifts in particular areas. Mm, well said, absolutely. And, you know, I would have been the healer in the tribe. You would have been the spiritual leader, spiritual advisor. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and we all have value. Every person has particular types of value. And if you're thinking about this in a group context and the, the value of the sensitive, the reason why it evolved in the first place, think about how, you know, it would have been the HSPs that would have known can, is this a safe place for my tribe to live, to, to set down our roots? Because we would be taking in all the details. Is this a good place to find food? Can we trust nearby tribes? You know, thinking about negotiations with other tribes, we have extra information. We would have known, how, you know, is this a good place to, um, for our tribe to be, how to protect our tribe? Everything about it, there would have been extra information and uh, you know, noting changes in the environment, being able to uh, find medicinal plants and, you know, and, and lead the tribe in particular ways and give that spiritual advice and all of that. Like there is an absolute reason why this is needed. And if we think about bringing this into modern society, it is, that, is, that hasn't changed. That need is still there. There still needs to be a group of people who have extra information, who, want to get things done right, who care a lot about other people in the world and the environment, who have these incredible, you know, compassion, empathy, and intuitive nature, this is still needed. The only issue is that we have to change how we're living inside of modern society to not have the sensory overload. That's the only thing we're talking about. That's how I feel about it. Right. Um, yes, yes, that makes perfect sense. Yes, it's 
it, it's it, absolutely right. It's reframing our role in society exactly as you've just described it. You know, we have all these these responsibilities because we're highly empathic, highly creative, highly intuitive. We have amazing visionary abilities. You know, it gives us a responsibility to play in society, and so and so therefore, you know, we must understand that rather than seeing our us, ourselves as sensitive because as soon as we we sort of focus on that word sensitive unfortunately in our language in our English language it has negative connotations it has it has connotations of weakness in some in some cases or in some perceptions of it and when we you know and human beings are all about kind of evolving and the survival of the fittest and if we can't if we simply just get sort of focused or fixated on that word sensitive then that's for me where all of the kind of misunderstanding happens what we're actually looking at, and exactly as you've just given those, those, uh, those examples you did there, Julie, of our roles and, you know, and everything that we bring to a tribe and modern society, it's an intelligence. It is a high sensory intelligence. It is nothing less than that. And therefore, when we have the courage to start to look at it from that point of view, it makes it much easier to describe it. It make, makes it much easier to trust that people are going to be interested in it worrying that whether we need special treatment sure we need more downtime and and i know that we're about to come into that it's exactly you know understanding you know how to bring our needs into society but yes people might think we're different but it's because we're bringing this intelligence into it we're not just bringing in a weakness it's an intelligence yes it absolutely is an intelligence and, uh, you know, I love the phrasing of high sensory intelligence. I think it does give it an empowered feel when you talk about it like that. Uh, eventually, I would, I would, I think it's really important to, to change the way we view the word sensitive. And in fact, what's interesting about even thinking about the word sensitive is that it depends on where you are in the world as to how that word is viewed. And it also depends about the, the time of the world. So like before our industrial revolution, we had uh, in the U.S. We had um, we believed sensitive was a positive, and in in many countries, sensitive is considered a positive. There's just been a shift in culture and modern society in, in this race of life that's not working for anybody. I mean, anxiety level levels are through the roof, um, higher than they've ever been in the world, and this is not sustainable to live life in this constant. I call it the bullet train of life, where you you can't even stop, and, and that is not working. Um, and so if we think about, so ho hopefully some of what we're talking about addresses some of the shame. And I, I wanna talk about too, about the importance of just talking about the trait, because I believe talking about it changes, it changes uh, the experience that we have even in ourselves when we talk about it. And talking about it from a place of education where you are educating another person, I think is a really powerful thing. If you're educating another person, you're allowing them to learn about it. And I've heard over and over again, how many people say like, oh my gosh, I was telling somebody about it and they realized they were sensitive or they realized their child was sensitive. And, and there was so much more understanding of why we are the way we are. So that's what happened for me when I finally learned about the trait. It was like, oh my gosh, you know, there's a reason why I'm like this and there's other people like this. And there is a sense of, relief in that i think it, moving away and this is why it's important to talk about it we cannot keep this a secret and hold this in i think that i mean my hope e even for my community is that 
we become empowered, we come into the place that we can share and educate others. And I absolutely believe we will change the world when we start doing that. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah, wonderful. Yeah, yes, I, 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 yeah, it's so true. It, it is finding the language and feeling interested and inquisitive and excited about actually talking about it with others. So I think one of the, one, one of the, the nice ways to do that is to make a list in our own time just to sit down privately you know maybe one sunday morning or something and actually just write down the things that we love about how the trait shows up in us individually personally the things that you know the way that we can experience the world around us the depth of conversations that we have you know the way that we are intuitive when we're around other people when we're in our work the kind of the feelings of empathy that we have and how we can understand people's feelings and just these, but how do those show up in, for you individually, all you wonderful people listening right now? And I think from there, it's like, actually, you know, that's a really interesting lead in. And, and it's a great way to educate people about the trait. It's, you know, it's, these are the key things. This is what nature's given me, that the trait is showing up right now in a billion people on this planet. It's here for a reason. It's actually a very, interesting conversation and if any of that it becomes challenging to someone else when we're having that conversation well it's an invitation to think about well perhaps that if that person's feeling threatened or it feels like we're bigging ourselves up and making them less than us then that's just learning of how we can perhaps phrase it differently or perhaps just to understand that that's just their experience and not necessarily for us to take on board but it's a lovely way in to to begin how to talk about it from a place of positive understanding of how it shows up in ourselves. Mm, I love that idea to be able to share how it shows up in yourself. And I think it's important to, I, I see this a lot in the population when they're first learning about the trait, they, that we assume that other people have the same abilities we have. We assume that people can read the micro expressions and the body language that, but 80% of the population is missing what an HSP can see. And I think if you, when that's why the education of the trade is so important. So you understand that these are unique gifts to you. And that in fact, the more sensitive you are, the more aware you are, the more you have the ability to, I mean, there's 1.4 billion of us who have this trait in the world and you're, we're not alone. And it's so important to talk about it, to share about it, to understand it within yourself. Uh, to, and I think that it normalizes and validates the trait by being able to share those kinds of things. Like for myself, if I think about it, you know, when I'm working with somebody, I mean, I have extra information as a healer. I have extra information about that person that 80% would miss. And that is really helpful when I'm healing somebody. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. And I think that is so important. It's, it, it, it's it's time for us now to focus on the gifts and the advantages that it brings us personally and because you're absolutely right it's the same with me when i'm doing my facilitation sessions and i'm working with people you know the, i'm picking up all, the, all this extra data that i'm picking up is is what is what allows me to do my job i literally wouldn't be able to do the job that i do without my trade and and that's the invitation i think it's it's you know, it's, it's help in, in conversation with others, it's helping a non-HSP to understand how just, how important they are, the fact that they 
see the world and are able to interact with the world in the way that they do. And we perfectly complement their ability and vice versa. And that it's a beautiful flow of interaction, the two of us, you know, the, the, the way that we interact with, the, the way that the trade and the non-trade interact in the world. And I think that's another kind of understanding and that reframe that helps us to find the language and really take ownership of this in ourselves. Yes, I like that, the, the focus on the gifts and advantages. I think that, you know, if you're thinking about sharing it with someone, it could be like, have you heard about this trait that 20% of the population has? It's about 1.4 billion of us in the world. It evolved as a survival strategy of the population. We have unique gifts, such as being incredibly intuitive. We're highly aware. We have the ability to read micro expressions and body language that 80% of the population miss. We have an extra amount of information that really is beneficial in so many areas. So what we're doing is we're beginning talking about the benefits of this trait. And, and, and if, we, if we want to share about uh, what our needs might be, like for example, if we're trying to advocate for our needs in work, in relationships, with your mental health or medical professionals, which I think are incredibly important for you're, for them to know that you have this trait because we, there are definite physiological and brain differences that you have when you have this trait and it's important that that's known so that we avoid misdiagnosis of other types of um, disorders. This is not a disorder, this is a trait that's important to understand. Uh, and when, and we have research, we have so much research about this trait is a scientifically proven trait called sensory processing sensitivity. Um, and it's important to understand there's lots of research around it. So these might be some of the things that we might talk about if we're trying to educate someone about it. We might share what some of our needs are. So for example, if I'm thinking about, I wanna share some of my needs with one of my friends, I might say, you know, um, maybe I, I prefer not to go to meet you at this restaurant at, uh, you know, the, the highest state of busyness. I want to go at an off hours. I, I would prefer to, um, you know, eat over here by the wall instead of being in the center of the room where there's lots of noise. So there might be things that I personally need that I want to share with my friend so that they can know what my needs are. Because if I'm not sharing that, and this is how it used to be, I, used, I didn't used to share that. And I'm using this restaurant as an example um, just because I remember having this experience of meeting friends and going into this busy restaurant in the middle of the restaurant and there was so much noise. And by the end of that dinner, I felt like I was so irritable. I was feeling physically sick. It was just too much for me. And if I didn't understand this trade, I wouldn't know where that was coming from. And I'm not having a very good time with my friends. That's going to show up. They're going to read that in my face. They might misinterpret what I'm experiencing, thinking I'm not enjoying my time with them. So these are all examples why it's important to share some of this stuff. It's important to talk to your dentists and your doctors and your therapists and your healers that they know this about you. It, it's, uh, what do you think, Willow? Yes, oh my goodness. I'm just literally, as you're speaking about, I'm just nodding, like, <laughs> going, oh my gosh. It's like, yes, absolutely, I, I yes. I. It's so important for us to, to have the language and find the language to be able to express it. I can remember um, a dear, dear, dear friend of mine who loves to go out and, you know, loves to kind of socialize and, and, and loves to do stuff. You know, there's this one thing to the next, one thing to the next. 
and and I re and we had this really important conversation because I I used to be the same. I used to um, I used to just go out, go along and do everything, and then I'd be exhausted and kind of and and you know and grouchy because I because I was so overloaded and overstimulated. And then what happened is I I shifted into thinking, okay, I need to put my boundaries up. And so so I ch I changed, and I would just say no to everything. I'd be like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. And then and then my friend one day pulled me up. And he's like. I just feel like you say no a lot and, and it really kind of like burst my bubble and I was like oh my gosh I'm so sorry you're absolutely right I do say no and I explained like you know it's not because I don't want it is it it's because I kind of it's because I have particular needs and I get really exhausted and we and we had this amazing conversation and, and what and what came to light was my dear friend longed and loved the conversations that we had where I was able to see things more deeply and I was able to help facilitate him see things more deeply and he loved this what he came to realize was this extra sensory ability in me he loved that and he was able to see that to be able to really enjoy that part of me we needed to be aware of the fact that that part of me gets overloaded in really hectic situations. He was like, Willow, oh my gosh, like, how can we now change that so you can feel super comfortable and be at your best and I can enjoy this beautiful part of you and we no longer have this kind of clash thing going on. And then it was like, okay, now it makes perfect sense. <laughs> oh, that's so beautiful. I got goosebumps when you said that, just that idea. Now I can ex enjoy this beautiful part of you. How beautiful is that? Oh my goodness, I love that. And I, I had the same thing. It's like my friends, when they name something about me that's a positive, they share that how I can, you know, be in those deep places and it brings them into those deep places and, I, and it, it's a beautiful experience. And I mean, I love that story. That's so beautiful. Um, you know, and I think that it's important for us to understand the differences so that we understand why other people's behaviors, like it shows up a lot that HSPs feel like, you know, they're so courteous and so conscientious and why isn't everybody else like that? And it isn't, necessarily coming from a place that somebody's trying not to be courteous it's it's usually coming from the 80 percent who don't have the same awareness that we have and that changes everything that's because i've seen so much conflict in relationships that hsps have shared with me when they're friends with the non-hsp for example there's a lot of conflict that ends up happening and the hsp starts getting resentful and you know why are they i'm doing all this for my friend why aren't they doing something back for me uh, or, or I'm, my, I'm always listening to my friends' problems, but they don't listen to my problems. You know, this is, I hear this a lot. And a lot of times it has to do with the fact that, that the non-HSP without this trait might not have the same awareness that that's your need. And that's why it's important to, to really advocate for your needs, to be able to say, hey, you know, I'd love to share some of what's been going on with me now. Uh, can I share that now? So is this a good time to be sharing that with you so that I can have your presence with me? Um, and little things like, you know, even when I went to the dentist or the doctor, I would say things like if I'm going to have a dental procedure or something, I want my dentist to know that my experience of being sensitive and, and what my needs are. So I might say, uh, even with them, have you heard about this trait? You know, at least one in five of your patients have this trait. And so you're not the only one with this trait and you're helping other HSPs after you when you've educated your, your mental and medical uh, health professionals about it. So like with my dentist, I'll say, it really helps me for you to explain what you're doing before you do it and to check in with me. 
and to know that I might be more sensitive to medications, I might be more sensitive to the procedures. And so what, what happened as a result of that is I now have a dentist that stops and explains things to me who says, are you doing okay? Do you need anything? And it makes me feel better and it helps me during that experience. And I've now educated that dentist with you know, 20% of their other patients. So it's, it's, to me, it's a very win-win. And it comes from when I'm educating someone uh, and it doesn't matter who I'm educating, I'm coming from a place of feeling empowered about the trait because I believe it's a very special trait and that there's a reason why we here are here and the reason why we have it. And I believe in the education of it because I've seen it over and over again. I, I still have yet to come across somebody who says to me, I've learned about the trait and it made things worse. I always see that it happens that I've learned about the trait and it's really helping me. I love that. What an amazing example. That's just such, it just so indicates your amazing level of development and expertise in this area, Julie. It really does. Just that example you gave of, of how you shared that with the dentist. It just makes so much sense. It's, it's a simple communication. It's a deep ownership of your needs, of understanding that they need to be communicated. And, and what a beautiful way to share that with a dentist. And exactly as you just described, it's like, you know, it, it just immediately awakens and, and, and uh, you know, makes the dentist aware that there is this new, or, the, or the, there is the importance of understanding that it's just simply a need because we feel things so deeply. So simply just pause and tell me what you're doing. And it opens up a whole new conversation. It makes so much sense. I just, I love the way you said that. <laughs> <laughs> it's wonderful to be able to advocate. I did not used to be able to do that. It didn't used to come so easy for me. So I want people to know that. I know that if you're listening and you think that just feels impossible to be at that place, it's not because I didn't used to be at this place. It was a process to get here. And it's a process of learning about the trait, normalizing and validating it by spending time with other sensitive people. I mean, that's why this community, our sensitive empowerment community is so powerful because we, we share experiences and we normalize and validate and we learn tools to cope with some of the challenges. And so I love shifting that mindset from this as being a problem trait Two, we're simply trying to find to, an understanding of how to balance a sensitive nervous system while living in a modern society that is not set up for a sensitive nervous system. That's the, to me, that's how I really kind of grasp the whole concept of understanding. It isn't that I need to change who I am or that there's something wrong with who I am. I just need to make sure that I'm living in more balance and not doing what the 80% are doing because that's not going to work for me. Yeah, very good. Absolutely. I, I, I couldn't agree more. And I, I, re I really noticed it myself as well. When, when, I, when I first became aware of the trait, I, I focused kind of immediately on the challenges. I wasn't really thinking about the advantages. And, and in some ways, you know, much of the content that's out there when we, when we first kind of Google the trait, it kind of talks about how to survive it rather than actually focusing on the, on the, on the abilities of it. And so I, what I noticed in myself was the first thing I did was I, I kind of, I thought to my subconsciously, I think I thought to myself, okay, so I've got all these challenges. Well, that means I just need to be in the house more often. 
And I knew that I was very entrepreneurial. I knew it had been created making businesses. And I understood this concept around not pushing and kind of, you know, making sure that I was aligned to action. And, uh, and actually, I kind of, I saw all that as a reason not really to do much. And I, I kind of hid more and I sort of, I sort of you know, woke up and I thought, oh, no, I'm not going to do anything today because, you know, I have these needs. And so, and so therefore, and, and, and what I began to realize was I was actually feeding the part of my ego that was just using this revelation as a bit of an excuse to kind of stay small. And, and gradually what I realized was actually when I began to shift and focus on, hang on a minute, what is that this trait really trying to do through me? And, it, and I began to realize through reflection and through having the right support and doing the right training around HSP, the HSP trait, I began to realize that actually, hang on a minute, I have something really amazing to give here. And I realized that I had much, much more energy than I realized. Yes, I do need downtime. I can't go for days without resting. It's just impossible. It makes me burn out. I have to rest. But I realized I actually had a much greater capacity than I realized that I gave myself credit for. And when I got, when I kind of got through that and I started to focus on the positives, I realized just how much more I was able to engage in the world, if that makes sense. Mm. You know, what an amazing experience you were talking about, like the idea of staying small. Um, oh, but actually, before I move into this, I wanted to say to the community, you can start putting your questions in the chat and we'll start um, answering any of your questions that you have. So go ahead and put them into the chat now. And while you're doing that, I'm going to make a couple of points. So I wanted to say that um, just the concept of moving from a place of staying small into growing into a leader, like, wow, right? That just, that excites me so much, Willow. And I know you and I have so much, so much passion about this area because we really want to lift HSPs up into important leadership roles because I absolutely, we, we agree <laughs> that, that uh, having this trait actually makes you a really good leader. I mean, think about all the little things that you can, that you uh, can be really good at. You can, if you have a team that you're leading, for example, or a community, you can, you really understand the needs of your team and your community. You can, if you're trying to um, create a powerful team, for example, to work on a project, you can take the valuable traits out of each team member and sort of put it together in a way that somebody without this trait could not do. And that has to do with this extra information that you have because of this trait. I mean, there's so much powerful things to say about this. And I also wanna say, um, make sure that I make the comment that you're, when we're expressing uh, our, and advocating for our needs, think about the fact that your needs need to be known to be met. Isn't that a powerful thought? They need oh to be my known God. to be met. Oh my gosh, absolutely. That, is just, that needs to be written on a huge billboard somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Our needs have to be, have to be known to be met. Yes, I, I couldn't agree with, with that more. Wow. And, and yes, and I just love, I, um, I, I really want to um, get to some questions. If you guys have any questions, please do um, pop them in the chat right now. I'm looking at them right now. I'd love to to interact with you guys. I think, you know, this piece that you're raising here about the leadership, it, it, it is so important. And, and you touched on it earlier in, in, the, in the session here today about, you know, recognize the importance that we play at work in our communities. You know, we, we just, we've got to kind of, 
really own and understand that we see things differently. We see the things that people aren't saying. We see the underlying motivations that upset people. We see the kind of the why in things. We see the why of our companies. We have really important things to say to the people that are leading and running the companies that we work in. We really do have a responsibility to step up and lead and manage teams. We're so good at it. We're born for it. Richard Branson talks about the importance of empathic leadership. It's a real buzzword in the world right now. The fact that we can feel and understand people's needs and we, we can see the greater vision. It's why the greatest leaders in the world, Martin Luther King, Mahatma Gandhi, I read this list off so often, the Princess Diana, you know, these people were, were known to have had the trait. It's because they had these abilities and we have this responsibility too. And once we really own that, it makes talking about the traits so much easier. Oh, yes. And I mean, my, my goal has from the beginning has been to get this education about this trade out so much so that it turns into the exact, you know, opposite of shame that it turns into an understanding of the value. And I think about companies like smart companies are um, taking this into account and are going to set up scenarios to highlight people with this trait to help them share their gifts with their companies by, you know, thinking about how can we create a work environment that's going to be set up for somebody with sensory processing sensitivity. You know, we're not going to have them in the middle of an, a busy, in a cubicle surrounded by tons of people. That's not going to bring out the best of an HSP. And, it, and um, you know, I really have this vision that we, and I don't know, maybe you, maybe you and I do this someday, Willow, where we start doing presentations for companies or something and start teaching them how to bring out the value because they are missing out. So many companies are missing out on incredible value of, the, of people with this trait if they're not setting things up for them in, in, in the way that will help them access all these gifts. Yes, please. I was nodding just now and now I'm throwing my arms in the air. I would love to do that, Julie. And I think it is so needed to go into companies and help company owners to, to, you know, to, to, to do two things. First of all, to help them to understand that they have an untapped resource in their company that can be put to such amazing use with the awareness. And also, as you've just described, to make sure that the working environment is set for people that have the trait to make sure that they are as, as, as comfortable as possible. I think there is a huge need and responsibility to do that. And actually, I love what you just said in the comments here, Jill, is, is do you have any idea how many people have the trait but, that, but they're not aware of it? And I think there are millions of people out there that have the trait but are not aware of it. And I think by raising awareness in schools, in, in government organizations, in, in businesses and companies, that the trait is there and how to use, utilize it and best, you know, best work with it, then it will help to raise awareness more and more and more. Oh, yes. You talked about schools. I love that. Bringing that in too. Absolutely. And parents, we have research that shows that children, sensitive children who are raised by parents who know about the trait and who are supporting their sensitivities actually are less likely to have anxiety and depression and are known to excel excel in all areas of life even more so than a non-sensitive child that shows you a lot like i just got goosebumps saying that because to me that is i mean insane and that shows you this is the example of 
if we're given the right conditions to thrive, think about that orchid analogy I use a lot. If you are giving the, the orchid the right conditions, it will bloom so brilliantly in the world. And it is such an important aspect of it. <laughs> I love uh, Gaynor says, we need to put your needs, we need to put this on a t-shirt. Your needs need to be known to be met. <laughs> Yeah, yes. we should wear the, we should yes. make t-shirts, guys. <laughs> Absolutely, yes, yes. Oh, oh, just on the just on the on the on the on the topic of t-shirts, I saw the best t-shirt the day before yesterday that had the letters F L Y with a dot between fly, and then underneath it said first love yourself. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> uh, yes, very very good. But yes, I love I love what you're saying there, Julia, and I, and you know. The raising awareness in schools and in parenthood oh my gosh absolutely you know they realize that um uh in in the rhesus monkey which is one of the animals i think it's a rhesus monkey where the trait is present they have realized that when a member of the the community of monkeys is tra is trained by a particularly skilled mother that high sensory monkey becomes ex an exceptional leader it is, it is known as advantage sensitivity. The more that we can support the education of mothers with children that are born with the trait, you know, we are bringing more and more powerful leaders into the world and just really starting to bring the awareness of what this trait can really do. Yes. Oh my gosh. So powerful. And for those of you listening right now, live in the chat, tell us, I mean, is this helping you guys? Are you resonating with what we're saying? I mean, I think that Willow and I are coming from a place that are, we're so empowered about this trait. We're, we're so excited to, um, to, to educate people to, to change our experience so that we can find those, you know, find our value, lift up those gifts in the world. Um, you know, all of it. Yeah, Deborah says, yes, this is so helpful. Um, wonderful. Linda says, it's all very good. I'm looking forward to listening to the replay. <laughs> yeah, I know a lot of you listen to the replay. I love it because you want to take notes and um, really soak it in. I saw Gaynor liked something you said, Willow, I wanted to mention, um, said, uh, I love, what is this trait trying to do through me? I think that was something you said, Willow that was loved and Jill says yes thank you both so much for sharing your experiences I can relate to everything wonderful I love that you guys are here listening and what a fantastic topic uh, I mean we're I think that uh, Willow and I have this uh, uh, well I'm, I'm speaking for you Willow <laughs> you can tell me if you agree with me but I know I have a I think in every one of our episodes what we're doing is we're really covering topics that we're seeing HSPs talk about and struggle with and we're covering topics where we really want to help empower you in the world to see your value to help you understand the benefits of this trait and you know and I love that just the thought of be the change in the world be the change and part of for me that I believe the HSPs make the world a better place. I 100% believe that. I think we're some of the first ones to pop up and help people when it's needed. Uh, and if we can really find, learn how to balance our sensitive nervous system, then we can go out and do the, all these amazing things that we want to do that is really fueled by passion. Right, Willow? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely right. Yeah. And I, and I also, you know, I really just want to sort of bring awareness to 
um, to some of the, the trainings and the courses that I know that you have available for HSPs, Julie. I mean, you know, I, I, it's, it, it's, it's, it's so important, I, especially in my experience, it's been so important for me to really get the right support and the perspective of other HSPs who have walked the path that I've been trying to walk, especially when it, you know, it comes to understanding my gifts and also how to manage my energy and strengthen my, you know, my resilience around the trait to make sure that I'm being of the best use in the world. And I know that you've got some incredible courses and trainings, Julia, and I really can't recommend them highly enough to the people on the call right now. And, you know, and just to dive in and just to really, you know, monopolize and make use of the fact that Julia, I know you've been through these things and therefore what you have produced and put out there is just going to be of so much use on this journey. Mm, thank you, Willow. Yes, yeah, so my, my courses and everything that I do really does come from that place of um, knowing the challenges of being sensitive in a world that's not set up for my sensitivities. Absolutely. And, and so, and my goal is to teach HSPs the tools that help you balance that sensitive nervous system so that you can do all the things you want to do in the world, that you can really lift yourself up in a place that is living the life that you deserve to live, which, and I know that an empowered HSP is somebody that goes out and makes the world a better place, whether they're doing it within their own family or they're doing it as a leader in the field somewhere. Uh, I mean, I 100% know this to be true. I see HSPs who finally learn about this trait, finally learn how to live in balance, who go out and start nonprofits. You know, it's, it's such a beautiful thing to, to see. And I know that you have, um, you really help leaders in the field too, like when even, even being able to design websites, right, Willow? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's a big uh, part of what I do. You know, kind of online engineering is, is, is a part of the sort of the passion that I have. Um, and so being able to facilitate people to get a real experience of their gift and understand how important it is to bring their abilities into the world and then to understand how to turn that into products and services and how to represent it properly on a website that's unique and bespoke to them. So there's no hiding, there's no trying to be like someone else. It's about really owning who you are and how to present that to the world that feels great for you. So I mix those two things, the kind of the online platforms and, and websites and everything in um, along with a deep understanding of who you are and how the trait really shows up in the world. And, and, and actually, there was a wonderful piece that just came through, I noticed, from Deborah. Where did I see that? You said a really a wonderful piece here. Deborah, you said, when you first started educating people about the trait, did you experience any resistance to believing that it's real and not a disorder? And how did you handle that? Yes, absolutely. I really did struggle with that initially. When I first started to find out about it, I thought, well, you know, is this, is this actually a real thing? Am I really experiencing the world in the way that I experienced the world. And, and actually it was that kind of uncertainty within me that caused a great deal of problems for me initially because I wasn't owning it and I wasn't really being honest about how I saw the world. I wasn't being honest about my needs and how I knew deep in my heart that I had something really important to share in the world, which is very much kind of an, in alignment with the work that I do to help light workers, as I call them, high sensory people to really bring their services into the world. And, and the, the way that I got through that was really by just acknowledging on a day-to-day -day basis how I saw the world, what was most important to me, how my journey had trained me in a particular area, and taking a leap of faith and going out there and really starting to 
support people in any way that I could that really started to validate just how important this way of seeing the world in me really was. Oh, it's so important to, to show up authentically, right? And, and that is, like if you're starting a business or something like that, you want to show up authentically, you want to represent that in your website, I mean, all of it. Um, and it's an empowered way of being. It's an em and I wanted to address too what Linda was saying, she's going to be sharing, she's been wanting to talk about uh, sharing this in her, with her family about this trait and there's some concerns that they're going to think that she's weird or something like that. And I want to address that because I think it's important to share this from, you're not sharing this from the perspective of thinking about what are they going to think about me? I really want you to bring that focus back in internally and, and realize you are, in sh you're sharing something that's very empowering about you and come from that kind of an energy. Like you're, you are, um, educating someone and that's going to help them understand you it's going to help them understand you know 1.4 billion people in the world who have this trait you're not alone so it's important to know that that you're coming from a place of feeling empowered and excited about the trait i really love teaching people from that perspective i think that's an important piece of it to not coming from a place of i'm worried what they're going to think about me but because really that's your, that's our, our, our own judgment in ourselves. Because if I'm thinking that I worry what they're going to think of me, it's really my own. I'm still having some judgment about it within myself. But if I'm coming from a place of going, yeah, there's this amazing trait I want to tell you about. And uh, it has so many gifts with it. If I'm coming from that kind of a place, I'm excited to share it. And that shows up in my energy and that shows up in how they actually receive the information as well. Yeah, very, very good. Yeah, I love that. Absolutely right. It's, that's, that's, such good, uh, that's such good insights in how to bring it up and talk about it and share it. Absolutely, from that intention and energy. And, and I think also, you know, to, to have the awareness that when we are starting down the path of, of sharing it and talking about it, you know, we're growing a little plant. We've got to greenhouse it. We've got to be aware of how we're sharing, you know, to make sure that we're not kind of diving right into the most kind of vulnerable part of it for ourselves. It's, it, you know, it's just to kind of test the water and talk about it and share it and perhaps refer to other people. And, and, and just to be aware and careful that it is something that's very important to us and make sure that we're not just kind of laying the whole thing out on the dinner table on a Sunday afternoon, expecting everybody just to stand up and applaud us. You know, we, we've got to be kind of just aware that it, it, is, it is a sensitive area for us and that we've got to kind of just be aware of that and make sure that we are sharing it from the right intention. And, and also to make sure that we are continuously supporting ourselves with the community of other HSPs to make sure that we are really, you know, getting the right kind of support and understanding and listening to this kind of podcast and episodes and getting the right resources and making sure that when we're not out in the world alone with this, because we really are not alone. As you say, there are 1.4 billion of us. So, you know, the support's there. Yeah, absolutely. And Linda's asking about sharing one of my videos, if that would be helpful. Definitely. If you find that you're, you, you've watched one of my videos or one of our podcasts and you found it helpful, that's a great thing to share. Um, share our website so people can explore more information about it. I mean, this is a great thing, to, to, a good idea to do. Um, and, and to maybe get it one more question in before we end, um, Becca says, in what circumstances would we want to share about our sensitivities with non-HSPs? What do you think, Willow? Yes, it's a great question. I think um, it's coming from, from a, 
possible a place of possibility you know sharing with in perhaps um, at work scenarios or when we see something that's very interesting when we have a different point of view or when we're able to share something perhaps that someone else is experiencing because of our, our empathy it, it's it's an opportunity to help them to understand that it's an advantage that we have something important to share and i think that's the way to do it is you know is, is to sort of share something that we know we are seeing or experiencing as a, as a result of our trait and then sharing with, with non-HSPs and saying, hey, you know, are you aware of this trait? The reason I can see this or tell you this is because of it. And then it's an interesting way for them to see, okay, wow, that is an advantage. Tell me more about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, if it was like at work, maybe it shows up where somebody's like inviting you to lunch, but you really need to have like downtime. <laughs> so you might share right. it like that. Like, you know, I, I really need downtime having um, sometimes just sensory overload happen. So I need to like take a walk on my lunch breaks or something like that. You know, so you're giving information and sharing your needs. That's especially if you want to share your needs with someone. I think it's helpful for them to understand why you have these needs. Um, Oh, what a fantastic conversation. We could just go on and on, right? Anything else that you want to say, Willow, before we say goodbye? I think we've covered so much and I, I think it's such a wonderful topic. And thank you so much, everyone, for all of your interactions. It's been fantastic. Yes, I just love having you guys here with us. Thank you for being here and for sharing your stories and your questions and for just making it be, uh, you know, just enriching our experience. Uh, and for listeners, uh, thank you so much for, I love getting the messages you've been sending about how much you're enjoying the podcast and that you're sharing it with other people. I really love that. Really consider sharing episodes that, that you've had a lot of aha moments in or you felt were really helpful. Please share them in HSP groups, HSP online communities. Share these episodes with them because it's really going to help them. You know, it helps it helps all of us to understand this more. And I kind of just imagine we're all paying it forward a bit. Like if you if you heard about something that was helpful, share it. That's a way to pay it forward in the world and to help others, right? Yes, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, very, very, uh, very important to, to do that. And, and, uh, and you guys, you know, continue on your journey and really embracing this trait and understanding the importance of it and just you know, recognize the importance of who you are in the world and continue to, to practice and find the right way to share it. And it will come. The more that you embrace this, the, you know, the right phrases will come and the easier it will become to own and share the importance of this trait with others. Yes, absolutely. And you can read all show notes and, and uh, the bios of me and Willow and everything on hsppodcast.com. That's a great place to just go and check out all of our episodes um, and just, or, or on any uh, listening platform, any of the, um, the podcast listening platforms that you enjoy. So thank you everyone for being here. Thank you, Willow. I just love talking with you and enjoy all of our episodes. I'm excited to talk with you again next week about another new, another new topic. So stay tuned for that, everybody. And thanks for being here, guys. We just love you and we really love this community and supporting each other and and I uh, hope you're taking good care of yourselves out there. And we'll see you in the community. And see you again. Uh, yeah, listeners, thank you for listening. And uh, we love hearing from you. So everybody take good care of yourselves, okay? Bye-bye, everybody. Bye for now. Bye-bye.
You can take my free sensitivity quiz and find all my HSP tools and resources at sensitiveconnection.com. To register for the next masterclass on how to make your shift into high sensory intelligence, visit inluminance.com. Please leave us a voice message if you have a question or comment for us to be included in a future episode. Just click the voice message button in the show notes, introduce yourself, tell us where you're from and record up to 60 seconds. We love hearing from you. And please share this episode to help others and take extra good care of yourself out there. Bye-bye, everybody.